0: It's back again. We thought it was dead, but it's back. It always comes back. Hey everybody. Welcome to another one of these. Today I have a book review for you. I read a book called Welcome to the Dead House, which you may know um, as Goosebumps Number One. That's right, the first one. Now, when I was a kid, I think I read Stay Out of the Basement, which was Goosebumps Number Two first. Um, It had a much cooler cover. It was like a scary plant man hand reaching... Out of a doorway I know that's described with passion and whatever That makes it sound awesome But there you go Um, Welcome to the dead house Let's see the description here by R.L. Stein. Amanda and Josh think the old house That they have just moved into is weird Spooky, possibly haunted And the town of Dark Falls is pretty strange too But their parents don't believe them You'll get used to it, they say Go out and make some new friends So Amanda and Josh do but these creepy new friends are not exactly what their parents had in mind. Because they want to be friends. Forever. Um. Okay. Well, let's, let's truth time. I listened to the audiobook instead of reading it. Because I'm a busy man. I had fucking 31 podcasts to do this month. It seems like a lot. I don't know how these other people do it. I don't know how it's like... You want, you'll listen to a show and they do nine hours a week or something. I guess maybe that's it. Anyway, um, the narrator was horrible. She was like, you know how people will sometimes complain about, like a guy will do an audiobook and he'll do <laughs> the female characters. He'll be like, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of how I would do that to be bad. Be like oh or something you know or just do a terrible female voice um turns out that women can also do like a girl's voice that's really fucking annoying and terrible i mean she sounded like a cartoon character or something which i guess maybe was the goal but it was like only a three-hour audiobook so that was a plus maybe two and a half um So basically, the dead house, they move into this house, it's creepy, and then there's creepy kids, and, uh, the house doesn't seem to have anything to do with it. The house is basically this, like, trap, right? They said, is honeypot? Is that the term? It's, okay, what they'll do is they'll be like, your great uncle so-and-so died, come claim his house for free. And then I guess deadbeat parents, like the parents of Amanda and Josh, are like, fuck yeah, you remember uncle so-and-so fuck no but who cares let's just let's free house hey i'm not gonna turn down a free house is it a shithole i have no idea let's just move in fuck it a little tip if you think you might be living in a horror movie universe don't just move into a house because an uncle died and whatever um but that's what they do and so then there's kids in the neighborhood and Whatever they talk to the kids, not much happens there. Then it turns out that like the kids are, well, okay. There's some plot holes here because for one thing, it's called Welcome to the Dead House, right? But the Dead House really the house has nothing to do with the the house isn't haunted or anything. All the people say they lived there before. Like all the kids keep slipping up and being like, "I used to live in your house." I used to live in your house, and then that makes them suspicious. And it turns out they had all been trapped the same way and then became um what's never really clearly defined as ghosts or vampires or something something supernatural that can still be seen and touch and touch other things um the one disadvantage seems to be that like if you put a flashlight on them or something they melt in the sun or something And now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm not really clear how these kids were playing with these other kids. Unless it was dark out or something? But anyway, the whole book is kind of like a series of jump scares. Like it leaves off at a chapter and it's like, and then I felt a hand on my shoulder. And then the next chapter starts. Knock it off, Josh! And then we went and played frisbee. And then I saw something move in the bushes. Petey, I said as the dog ran out of the bushes. So it kind of just goes on and on like that until the very end. The last 10% is when things really get spooked. And that's when they figure out that everyone's like a ghost. And they've kidnapped the parents who they've put into some kind of amphitheater in the graveyard, maybe. And uh, the kids figure out... I, I. Okay, this is very unclear because it was nighttime, then it was daytime... And somehow they figure out if they push over this tree, that will let a bunch of light into the theater and that will kill all the ghosties. So somehow they push a tree over. I don't know how that happened. And that lets the light in somehow. And uh, they all, this is the best part, because their flesh like melts off their bones and then their bones turn to powder. There's one girl who was like friendly with these kids. And as she's like, powderizing she's like thank you i guess the idea being like you've been released from your hellish existence but then uh and you know so i guess these parents were tied up and whatever and they're just like well kids i'm glad you pushed over a fucking tree and saved us that's something i mean if you if you have the strength to push over a tree you probably could have just punched them out or whatever and but that's fine And, uh, or brought a flashlight or any, anything, anything would have been good. It would have been fine if you drove the car and used the headlights, that would have worked. I think, I don't know, who knows what the rules are. It reminded me, I was thinking of Phantasm when I read this, which is a weird comparison, but the reason I was thinking of Phantasm is because Phantasm to me is hilarious, like it has this plot that's not very clear, like what's going on or like what's happening, and it doesn't really seem to care about explaining it either. It seems to almost be like, eh, fuck it, who knows? No one knows what's happening in this story, so, like, why should you know? We made the movie and we don't know, so so why should you know more than us? (laughs) Um, It doesn't explain what the monsters are or, like, what they're doing exactly. It seems like they're trying to kill the parents to, you know, do the one of us thing. But I'm not really sure. And maybe they come back for the kids to do that later or something. And, you know, to what end, I'm not sure. I think that's what reminded me the most of uh, of Phantasm, because I'm like, okay, so they're taking, they're they're kidnapping or killing maybe people um, in a graveyard. Okay, the tall man goes out. He pretends to be a hot chick, starts having sex with a guy in the graveyard, turns back into the tall man, then kills this guy. Then he puts him in some kind of a barrel. Then the barrel goes through a portal. The portal goes to another planet, maybe, or something, where it's being uh, rolled across the landscape by dwarves to something in the horizon. And then later we see the, one of the guys who was killed has apparently been turned into a dwarf. So we can only assume that they're put in the canisters and then rolled to somewhere where they're turned into dwarves for the express purpose of then rolling more canisters across the surface of the planet. And like what's what's the end game here? And then there's a magic pinball and all right. So this is kind of the same. It's like, well, we're making more ghosts because, you know, we need more ghosts. We don't have enough. At some point is someone in the town like, hey, I never thought of this before, but like maybe we got enough ghosts. What do you guys think? Just a thought. I don't know. But uh <laughs> that's kinda that's kind of how Welcome to the Dead House goes. So pretty terrible. Um, I think everyone, you know, people love to give these books credit because it's like, well, they made kids read, and it's it's true. Pete was not exactly a uh, avid reader as a child, and enjoyed a goosebumps here and there. I remember liking Stay Out of the Basement. I think there was the Mummy's Tomb was pretty good. Werewolf of Fever Swamp I did not like because I was reading it when I had a fever, and I was just like, I don't like having fevers, and I have them all the time. Fuck this swamp. The werewolf part, I kind of forgot about. The fever. Um, Say Cheese and Die. I remember liking that one. Also, that's probably the most hilarious title of a book of all time. I remember the one where the kid turned into B, which was basically no one gives that credit for being B movie before B movie. I think that one also, if I remember correctly, ended with the uh, boy was still a B. And so it was like, it's kind of dark. Right, because you're like, oh, Jesus. Okay, so he's like, uh, he's not, he's not getting better, huh? That's still happening. Okay, well, fuck. Went to a dark place, Stein. There you go. That's a that's a goosebumps review for you. Bumps gonna goose ya. I think that's how the song went. But um, would I recommend it? no, I mean, you don't need to read it. I read it. I just told you everything you need to know about it. You don't need to know shit about it. But, uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's good for kids. I mean, I feel like the covers are probably scarier than the, uh, the actual books. I looked up the cover artist. He does sketches of the covers and will sell those. I feel bad for him because part of me is like, I bet he's like a legit artist and really would like to make money other ways, but also is like i can do a 10 minute sketch and sell it for 35 bucks on my website of uh old goosebumps covers and i put one on there because there's a snowman one beware the snowman or something i was like well that would that would look pretty good in here and of course the cover of say cheese and Die, because as i mentioned just great it's a bunch of skeletons having a barbecue (laughs) title's good the premise is good the uh Execution's beautiful. (laughs) All right, see you tomorrow. god name ones now you're a product he numbers the loss of it the velocity